and welcome to day one on the Rule and Reign with King Solomon Challenge. So, we're going to start off right at chapter one of Proverbs. I hope you have your Bibles. Grab a highlighter. Hopefully you have a notebook and pen because remember, we're going to get into deep, deep teaching here and you might have some aha moments and you want to be able to capture those moments. So definitely have that pen handy. So the purpose and theme of this book is to really gain wisdom, instruction, understanding, learn that the fear of the Lord is the foundation of knowledge and that it can apply to your various aspects of life, including health, wealth, parenting, your overall well-being. And these are just a few that I wanted to highlight. So let's dive in. So the first thing that I want to talk about is that in verse seven, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. There is a lack of the fear of the Lord in general, whether that's in the home, whether that's in the church world, um, and society as a whole, we have lost the foundation of fearing God. And so when it comes to preparing for the return of Christ, it's important that we fear God. It is important that if you want to be prosperous in any area of your life, that it says the beginning of knowledge is fearing God. Because it says here, fools, on the other hand, despise wisdom and instruction. In other words, you could, I don't know about you, but I've had this experience many times. How many can you relate to you wanting to give counsel to people? You know you have advice. You know you are an expert in a certain area and people don't want to listen. It like falls on deaf ears and you're frustrated because you're like, they come to you with a problem they complain about the problem and they just keep going on and on and on about it. And here you are, you want to present the solution. Well, the problem is that they actually don't want to listen to your solution because they are, I hate to say this, but it's the word of God. It says fools despise wisdom and instruction. They just want to complain because they're complainers. And I don't know if you've heard this phrase before, but we say it very often in our home. If you complain, you remain. So, and that really context is coming from children in the wilderness, the Israelites that were complaining because they didn't have what they had in Egypt and they didn't like the conditions they were in. And so they were complaining and complaining and complaining to Moses and they wanted out. And that's part of the reason why their journey, I believe, wasn't a 10 day journey, but became like a 40 year process. Then. They missed out on the promises of God. So say with me, if you complain, you remain. So we don't want you to remain in your situation. This is 2024. So let's start off the year with the fear of the Lord. The next point I want to make is this. It says, my son, listen to your father's instructions and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Now, this is really applicable for those who maybe grew up in the church, but if you didn't, no, no worries. How much of wisdom and teachings came from your family, right? It could be as simple as spread your bed. It could be as simple as 
put your toys away or what not like clean habits, organization. And then maybe you're listening to me today and you're living on your own and you're like, I wonder why my life hasn't gone anywhere. Well, maybe God's like, have you seen the condition of your house? Who's going to want to marry you? Ouch. Those are some of the things that God does say to his people. And no, he didn't say that to me personally, but he has drawn my attention to certain areas that I've overlooked. And so it doesn't matter what area it is. God wants us to never forget the teaching of our family. And of course, the teaching should be good, right? You want it to be fruitful teaching, not bash your, you know, fist on the table because you're angry and you didn't get your way. That's not what I'm saying, okay? I love this one here, and this will apply, I mean, to girls and to guys, but it says here, my son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. If they say, come along with us, lie and wait for innocent blood, let us ambush some harmless soul. I don't know who's listening to this, but look, there are people that are tempted by the enemy through influences and friends that really, maybe God wants you to move on because there's no judgment here. We're not judging you. I don't know where you come from. You could have come from, you know, a really bad background. You could have come from a really great background. But the reality is friends can influence us. And some of those friends are negative. And sometimes when God wants to shift you and change you into a new season and to prepare you for a greater blessing, sometimes he has to remove those people from your life so that you won't get enticed to do the wrong thing. I mean, here's the consequence. Such are the paths of all those who go after ill-gotten gain. It takes away the life of those who get it. Now, I want to take a moment and kind of move on to this. And the reference I was making, sorry, guys, I missed that there, was verse 10. My son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in. And then the one about the father's instruction and mother's instruction, uh, that was verse 8. So just if you're taking notes, I'll just give you a few seconds to go ahead and jot those two down for you. But I really want to focus on the next section here. I'm going to start off with a story. Once upon a time, in the bustling city of Ignoranceville, there lived a young entrepreneur named Alex. Now, Ignoranceville was known for its vibrant markets and a peculiar tradition, the wisdom tree. Legend had it that this magical tree had the answers to life's toughest questions and its fruit granted the wisdom to overcome any challenge. One day, Alex stumbled upon the entrance to the wisdom forest where the legendary wisdom tree stood tall. The townsfolk spoke in hushed tones about the incredible insight it offered. However, Alex, in their youthful exuberance, paid little attention to the stories. Instead of seeking wisdom from the tree, Alex decided to build a business without any guidance. The market was flooded with a variety of products and, blinded by overconfidence, Alex launched a gadget without considering the needs of the people. The product was flashy but lacked substance and the customers soon moved on to more sensible alternatives. As the business crumbled, 
Alex found themselves deep in debt and surrounded by unsold gadgets. Distraught and desperate, Alex finally decided to seek counsel from a wise elder, a resident known for imparting sage advice. The wise elder, without knowing smile, spoke gently to Alex. My dear, wisdom is like the roots of a tree. It nourishes your decision and helps you weather the storms. You can't build a sturdy house without a solid foundation. Recognizing the importance of wisdom, Alex humbly asked for guidance. The wise elder shared lessons on market research, customer needs, and the importance of understanding the business landscape. With newfound wisdom, Alex revamped the business model, focusing on creating products that truly met the needs of the customer. Slowly but steadily, the business gained traction. The wisdom tree's fruit had indeed worked its magic. The story of Alex became a legend in Ignoranceville, not for the initial failure, but for the remarkable comeback fueled by the power of wisdom. From that day forward, the town folks understood the significance of the wisdom tree, realizing that wisdom was not just a luxury, but a necessity in the journey of life. And so the tale of Alex served as a timeless lesson for Ignoranceville, a reminder that in the pursuit of success, the fruits of wisdom should never be ignored. I hope you like that story. But what are the lessons that are learned in this? In the city of Ignoranceville, where Wisdom Tree stood as a symbol of insight and enlightenment, Alex's story mirrored the timeless wisdom found in Proverbs 1, right? As we journey back to the fable city, we can draw parallels between Alex's experiences and the key principles from Proverbs. Number one, write this down, pursuit of knowledge and wisdom. Just as Proverbs 1 encourages us to pursue knowledge, Alex, initially blinded by the ignorance, eventually sought wisdom from the wise elder and the wisdom tree, realizing the value of seeking guidance. Number two, the importance of discipline. The downfall of Alex's business highlighted the significance of discipline, a principle emphasized in Proverbs 1.7, which reads... The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools, despite wisdom and instruction. The journey towards wisdom requires discipline and the discipline to fear God's ways above our own. If you respect the guidance from the word of God, you will be able to achieve success his way. But you also must have a spirit of willingness to learn. Number three, the consequence of ignoring wisdom. 
You know, Proverbs verse 1, 29 to 31 warns us of the consequences of ignoring wisdom. Alex faced the repercussions of neglecting the wisdom tree. But the story also showcased the potential for redemption and growth brought through embracing wisdom. It says in verse 29, since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, since they would not accept my advice and spurn my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. So I want to caution you guys, like a lot of times when we're trying to pursue any type of success in any area, it could be, again, health, it could be wealth, it could be parenting, whatnot. If we don't start off with the wisdom of God and what he's sharing with us, he's giving us the freedom and the liberty to try it our own ways. And oftentimes, and I can speak from experience, you know, is that you can choose your way and it goes no way. And I'm intentional with my words there. You can go your way and you will lead to your own destruction because you are not informed with what the purpose of wisdom is. Wisdom is doesn't come just from the word of God, but the Bible says that it comes from even counsel, godly counsel. And we'll see that later on in the weeks to come. But I want to share that with you, that there are consequences for ignoring wisdom. Verse... Uh, Point number four, listening to correction. See, the turning point in Alex's story came when they were open to correction and sought advice from the wise elder. Proverbs one twenty three echoes the importance of listening to correction for a path of true wisdom. Let me read that for you. Repent at my rebuke. Then I will pour out my thoughts to you and I will make known to you my teachings. See, there comes with, even I'm going to add to not just listen to correction, but there's a humbling that is being highlighted. When we repent, we're saying, God, I'm sorry for doing things my way. And maybe I'm talking to somebody today that has had gone through a failure, a failure in a marriage, a failure in a business, a failure in a relationship, a failure in any area of health or parenting. And you're like, I don't know how I got here, but I really need your mercy. Repent. And it's okay. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I humble myself before you. I repent that my ways I thought were better than your ways. And I learned that it's not. And God honors humility, guys. And when you humble yourself and say, Lord, I disobeyed you. I went my own way. I thought my my ways were a little bit better than your ways, you know, and you find yourself like a Jonah in the middle of a storm. You know, sometimes we need a wake up call to get off off track and get us back on course. Like I said in my last uh, teaching on the call to follow the teachings of the apostles and follow back to the foundations of the blueprint that God set for his believers is that the pattern and cycles that we've seen in the scriptures is that we have a tendency to go our own way. And this podcast is all about bringing us back into alignment so that we can 
prosper, we could prepare for the return of Christ, but we can do all the things to rule and reign. Okay, continuing now to point five, learn from mistakes, right? Proverbs is encouraging us to learn from the mistakes because it's very harsh in some of the language here where he says, look, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, verse 27, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when, disa- when distress troubles you and overwhelms you, then you will call to me and I will not answer you. They will look to me but will not find me since they hated knowledge and do not choose to fear God. They would not take his advice and they refused and turned away from my rebuke. So they will eat the fruit of their ways. But you see, but in verse 33, whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. And I just felt such a prophetic uh, anointing on that verse because, guys, we're about to enter into a season of war. We're about to be persecuted. The church is about to go through some really tremendous shaking and cleansing The body of Christ is going to be going through um, this purging process. And why is this important for you to know? Is that if you don't adhere to wisdom and take the counsel of the apostolic, the prophetic, the people that God has set in motion to help you, that when the shaking comes and all the um, focus is on persecuting you, the believer, then you're not going to be able to withstand the storm. It says here, I want to emphasize and close off with this. Whoever listens to me will live in safety and will be at ease. I don't know about you, but imagine when the world is going chaotic, things are going crazy, and you get to be at peace and without fear of harm. The word of God promised safety and ease for those who listen to wisdom. And in the end, Alex experienced the fruit of wisdom, transforming his failure into success and chaos into order. In closing, the story of Alex in Ignoranceville, woven with the wisdom of Proverbs number one, becomes a timeless narrative illustrating the profound impact of embracing wisdom in the face of life's challenges. It serves as a reminder that like the wisdom tree, the principles of wisdom are there for those who seek them. Ready to guide, nurture, and bring about growth in the hearts and the lives of those who choose to listen. Well, I want to end today's teaching today with the reality that walking this life and walking the wilderness can be overwhelming, trying to find God's ways over the world's ways, over your family's ways, over your variety of influences, it can be overwhelming. And I can understand how really difficult it could be because I was there too. And it was only when God brought wise counsel into my life through leadership, through coaching and prophetic ministry, where I would have to seek them out and, you know, 
pay for counsel, that's when my life started to turn around. And I want to give you that opportunity to do that today. If you're feeling stuck and just overwhelmed and not knowing how to move forward and you need the wisdom of God, you need the counsel of God, I want to leave you with a quote here from the famous Jim Rohn, known for his expertise in personal growth and development. He says this, For things to change, you have to change. For things to get better, you have to get better. Success is not to be pursued. It is to be attracted by the person you become. Using this common phrase is it's insanity to keep doing the things over and over again and never get any result.